Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, welcome. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I love to pray. (laughs) So let us begin with a blessing. So we take a breath of gratitude together, a breath of love, so grateful and so thankful to open ourselves to the power of love, so grateful and so thankful to join together for a holy purpose, remembering our true identity is perfect love. Taking this breath of love and gratitude together, we place our hand on our heart because we're wholeheartedly available to know the truth that sets us free. Partnering up with the Holy Spirit, we put the Holy Spirit in charge. Yes, we take back our power from the ego, we give it to the Holy Spirit, and we choose to be fully aligned with that power of love living our life aligned in the power of love. We are grateful and thankful to decide right now to place the Holy Spirit in charge. We're grateful and thankful that there's no sacrifice involved. We're opening ourselves to the unlimited, unprecedented flow of prosperity and joy and freedom and wholeness, healing and harmony, wisdom and clarity, joy and purity. All of the gifts of God are ours to receive this day because we are willing to live as we truly are, perfect love. In grace, in gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, our theme today, our topic today is take back your power. Take back your power. Yep, this, whenever we're unhappy, whenever we're suffering, whenever we feel afraid, we've given our power to a thought that's not true. And you could say you've given your power to the ego. But I feel it's really important to understand that the ego is no thing. It's nothing. The ego has no power. The only power that it can seem like the ego has is when we are identified with a small self a selfish self, when we're identified with a self that is in lack and limitation, then it seems like the ego has all the power and it seems like we're lost. The truth is, the only way we can feel not lost, the only way we can feel empowered is when we choose to line up with our higher self. It's the only way. There's no other way. There's just that way. And this is what A Course in Miracles is fundamentally all about. So it's all about the application. And that's why A Course in Miracles is about forgiveness. And It's about applying forgiveness, living in forgiveness every moment of every day. And for some people, it seems burdensome. But the fact of the matter is, once you get in the swing of it, you find it's not burdensome anymore. So here we are. It's uh, the middle of December uh, as as, uh, this broadcast is taking place. And... So we've got a couple weeks left to the end of the year, and end of the year, beginning of the new year, people turn their minds towards New Year's resolutions, and I teach a class called New Year's Intentions, which you can definitely participate in, and... (laughs) 
uh, and and my masterful living class, my year long class starts. So one of the things that happens for many people at the end of one year and the beginning of the new year, setting those intentions, those resolutions, is people decide I'm going to get in shape. This is the year I'm going to get in shape, physical shape. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, of course, even though Course in Miracles teaches us I am not a body, the body is not real. How we do anything is how we do everything. So if we're neglecting our body and treating our body as though it's unloved, bad and wrong, well, that's an indication probably of how we're treating our spirit self. Because the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Because there's only one. Right? So we have one way of approaching our life. And when you start working out, if you have fallen out of shape, if you're physically not in shape, if you start working out, it can feel painful, it can feel hard, it feels uncomfortable. But anyone who's ever had a dedicated exercise program and given it six or eight weeks, really, you know, two, three months, then you realize, oh, really being in shape, really taking good care of your body feels great. It feels wonderful. But in the beginning, it feels hard. It feels burdensome. It feels painful and difficult. And it's the same thing with the practice of forgiveness. So that's why... In my classes, my Finding Freedom class, my year-long Masterful Living class, it starts in January, we focus on forgiveness. We focus on truly living A Course in Miracles and practicing the teachings because without that practice of forgiveness on a daily basis, we lose track of things and we get out of spiritual shape. We become spiritually unfit. So the basic thing to comprehend is that forgiveness is, in its essence, non-judgment. Think of the early lessons of A Course in Miracles. I've given everything in this room the meaning that it has for me. That's judgment. I'm never upset for the reason I think. I'm upset because the meaning I've made of things, I believe, is true. My interpretation is what is upsetting me. So forgiveness is being willing to step back and release attachment to that interpretation. As long as we are the one who's deciding who's good and who's bad, who's wrong and who's right, what's good and what's bad, what's wrong and what's right, we're going to feel ashamed, we're going to feel stupid, we're going to feel wrong and bad, And we're not going to feel powerful. In fact, we'll start to look for negative ways to feel powerful. And I'm an expert at this. I know what I'm talking about here. (laughs) I know it's better than anything. So I used to feel powerful by being upset and manipulating and controlling people with my upsetness or with withholding love. So this is a very common thing. When a person is not in tune with the power of love, then they're going to move into a negative use of power. So they're going to use emotions and words and actions and things of this world, things of the world of form, to try and feel powerful. And many people will actually go to this place that I used to go to was, my I, I'm so powerful, I can destroy myself. I can self-medicate. I can do things that harm my body. I can not listen to the voice of Spirit, the voice of the Holy Spirit. I can ignore the Holy Spirit. In your face, Holy Spirit, right? This this is the negative use of our power. Worry, anxiety, fear, and doubt are indications that we are in the negative use of our power. Because anxiety and worry are the result 
of disconnecting from the power of love and giving our interpretations of things the power. So forgiveness is releasing that. Forgiveness is taking back your power. The most destructive thing you can do to yourself is to judge another person. Did you know that? It's not anything else. You you think that the things that you do to your body, the overeating, the overindulging, the smoking, uh, all these kinds of things, taking drugs, whatever you might be doing. No, the most destructive thing that you can do to yourself is to judge another being. Because it starts a magnetic chain of energy. And we start spiraling down when that's what we're doing. And this is why the most fundamental teaching of A Course in Miracles to lift us up and a return to the power of love is saying to the Holy Spirit, day in and day out, you decide for me. So any time that you feel upset, you know you have decided to let the ego decide. <laughs> You're letting your small self decide instead of your higher self, your holy self, your holy spirit self. Now, this is so fundamental here. Practicing kindness at all times is the most empowering way to begin to literally transform that habit of judging and complaining and criticizing and thinking thoughts of lack and attack. Just practicing kindness at all times. It's so empowering because it is loving fundamentally. So three basic practices that anyone can engage in. You don't have to be a Course in Miracles expert. You don't have to have any special equipment. You don't have to have studied the teachings of truth at all. But just to basically practice kindness, gratitude, and love all day long. That is going to transform your life and it will bring you back your power. Kindness gratitude, and love. So when you're feeling irritable, how can you be kind? Can you be kind to yourself in that moment? Can you speak to yourself kindly? Can you say, sweetheart, darling, let's take a breath and let's move into gratitude. Somehow, some way, even though it might be difficult to see right now, there's good in this. All things work together for my good. So I'm going to see the good in this, and I'm going to be grateful for the good that's encoded into this experience, even though I can't yet see it, because I'm going to put my trust and faith in the Holy Spirit, in the higher self, instead of in the ego, instead of the opinions and judgments. You see, right there, you've moved into forgiveness. And how did you do it? You started with kindness, you moved to gratitude, and now you're in love, you're in compassion, Simple practice will move you, boom, right out of the upset, if you're willing. And if you feel unwilling, give it to the higher Holy Spirit self. Say to your Holy Spirit self, right now in this moment, I feel this tremendous unwillingness. However, I'm willing to be willing. Or I'm willing to be willing to be willing. Whatever minute amount of willingness that you have to give up your attachment to your judgment, which is the unforgiveness, will transform your life because it gives you back the power of love, which is the only power in this world. And an active practice of being kind and patient and loving and compassionate will lift you out of the darkest darkest moments of your life i know i know because i used to be suicidal so to apply these teachings is to have miraculous healing and live a miraculous life remember we're entitled to miracles this this is how we're designed we're designed to live a miraculous life and that's why we feel so upset when we're making choices that aren't in alignment with a miraculous life. And we, as Jesus tells us in the fear and conflict section in chapter 2 of the text, 
we would not wish to have the distress and the upset and all of that taken away from us because without it, there's no indicator that the thinking that we're choosing to believe and energize and invest in and place the power of our attention in is making us upset. We wouldn't know if we didn't feel the upset. We wouldn't know that we're harming ourselves with this thinking. We're putting ourselves in a place of lack and limitation. So one of the most important things to understand as we're closing out this year, getting ready to start a new one, In my mind, one of the most important things to understand is that just listening to classes, to this radio show, to watching videos and reading books, even A Course in Miracles, just listening and reading and watching is about as effective as trying to transform a once gorgeous garden that's fallen into just mess and disharmony and being choked with weeds and destroyed by vermin and trying to transform a garden by listening to classes by watching videos and reading books there's no way that's ever going to heal a garden it can't it really can't you've got to pull up the weeds and plant new seeds you've got to fertilize the flowers of beauty and keep out the vermin you must nurture the seeds so that they flourish and grow and water them actively and love them And take down any structures that have been built to block the light. And that's what a spiritual practice does. It assists you in pulling up the weeds, planting new seeds, seeds of truth, and fertilizing the beauty that's already there pre-installed within you, the treasure, as A Course in Miracles calls it. A spiritual practice will support your right mind, your right-mindedness in flourishing and growing. Remember, A Course in Miracles tells us an unhealed, an untrained mind can accomplish nothing. So getting in spiritual shape, is, it's not going to happen by reading a book. Could you ever get in shape by reading a book? Could you ever get in shape by watching videos? Could you ever get in shape by listening to someone else who's talking about how they got into shape? No, you can't get in shape that way. You're not going to become physically fit by reading, listening, or watching. You have to put something into practice. And... Many, many, many spiritual students that I talk to feel discouraged and upset because they've invested so many years and decades, as I did, in studying, 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 thinking that the studying would set me free, but it doesn't. It's really 1% study and 99% practice. That's the key of it. And that's why my classes are all about providing inspiration and motivation to actually practice. That's how you take your power back, by actually practicing. So the practice is in A Course in Miracles workbook. It's right there. And let me just say, if you're not really having success... Consider getting a prayer partner, working with a prayer partner. Consider getting into a study group where people are actually practicing. If you'd like to join my classes, you're tired of doing it alone, come join Masterful Living. We start in January. Yes, we do. We start, I think it's January 11th. And this this week, I am having a class called 2016, Your Path of Healing and spiritual expansion and it's all about my Masterful Living class so if you're interested oh what is this Masterful Living class you can come and listen to this class and you can ask questions of other Masterful Living students who have done the work and you can see and feel is it right for you would you like to try it out so there's no commitment no obligation yeah but the thing here is to take back your power practicing forgiveness Practicing non-judgment, practicing patience, kindness, love, gratitude, compassion. This is how we take back our power. 
I've got a whole lot more here to share with you. It's time for me to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You can sign up for that 2016 Path class uh, right now at jenniferhadley.com. And you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and our topic this week is Take Back Your Power. Yes. And it's amazing, if you're willing to do this and practice it, how you start to build momentum. And that momentum is so valuable. So that's the thing is, many people, their spiritual practice it doesn't seem to be effective because they don't build momentum. And the momentum comes from, you have a spiritual practice, let's say, in your morning, even if it's only two minutes, 60 seconds. Uh, and then you, you really are in that connection with God. And then throughout the day, you have an active practice of kindness, gratitude, love, patience, compassion, generosity, and Placing your attention on being generous, being kind, being patient, being loving, being grateful. This is the thing that is the true spiritual practice. And if you pay attention to the workbook and you really look at it, you'll notice that that's what it's inviting you to do, is not to forget this practice. So... Remember I said before that the most destructive thing you can do to yourself is to judge another. This is the foundation of A Course in Miracles, that your brothers and sisters are your salvation. Why? Because if you can have patience and kindness and love and compassion and generosity with them, you will heal your mind. But when you choose to judge your brother, your sister... That is the most harmful thing because it starts a literally a magnetic chain of energy, a magnetic change of what seems like events, chain rather, not change. It, it takes you into a place of lack and limitation so fast, so fast. And next thing you know, you're complaining, you're criticizing, you're uh, taking offense. And the next thing you know after that, You're experiencing lack and limitation in the world of form. You're having a bad day. I can't remember. It's been decades, I think, (laughs) since I had a bad day. I don't have bad days anymore. Why would I have a bad day? If something (coughs) seems to go wrong, I partner up. I know better. I don't need to have any bad days. I've had some difficult days. I've had some challenging days. And what I have learned is that the more challenging it is, the more benefit there is to me. There's more healing possibility for my mind. This is what I have learned. And, you know, chapter 12, section 7, it's called Looking Within. This is the whole practice of A Course in Miracles, looking within. It starts right off and it says, Miracles demonstrate that learning has occurred under the right guidance. For learning is invisible, and what has been learned can be recognized only by its results. So I I did an episode a couple months ago about being miracle-minded and understanding that the miracle happens in your thought. In your mind, when you relinquish a false belief and you stand now in the truth, that's the miracle. It happens in your mind. And then once that shift happens in your mind, you begin to see it in your experience. 
you begin to to recognize it in your mind that your thinking starts to shift even more ripples out like dominoes or like the the ripples on a lake when you throw something into a lake and it ripples out every thought is like throwing a stone or a pebble or whatever you <laughs> a, a petal a flower onto the surface of a clear pristine lake and it ripples out. So you can throw trash in the lake, or you can throw ho'oponopono thoughts. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. you can You can place blessings on the surface of that lake and watch them ripple out. That's up to you. So the higher power is your higher self. The higher power is your higher self, and you can, and that's the Holy Spirit. And when you put the Holy Spirit in charge of your learning, then you're going to start to experience a miraculous life. So your spiritual practice is about not giving the power to the ego, but continuing to keep handing it over to the Holy Spirit and handing it over and handing it over. Now, when people first start doing this work in my classes with me, they will often ask the question that I used to ask is, will it ever get easier? Good Lord, will it ever get easier, Wilbur? Well, yeah, it, it does get a whole lot easier. And it gets easier faster the more vigilant you are for putting the Holy Spirit in charge. You decide for me. This is the guidance that Jesus gives us. And he would know, because that's what he did. You decide for me. This is how the transformation happens. So then you start living a miraculous life, because the shift happens in your thinking, and it continues to reverberate in your thinking. And you begin to experience it in your emotional body. You start to feel more happy, more joyful, more balanced, more harmonious, and less upset. What could disturb your harmony more than judgment? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing can disturb your sense of balance and harmony more than judgment. Why would you do that to yourself? Because it's habit. That's why. We've let the garden become choked with weeds. That's what judgments are, effectively. It's like we've become really grossly overweight and lazy in our spiritual practice. And the thing is, is we can learn from that. I know I've had tremendous learning from it because I used to be so intensely judgmental. I didn't know how I would ever change, but I decided to change. I decided to put the Holy Spirit in charge of my life. And I continue that decision again and again and again. In this same chapter 12, section 7, looking within paragraph 8, It says, when you want only love, you will see nothing else. When you want only love, you will see nothing else. So if we look out in the world today, we see all kinds of um, violence and and, um, displays of uh, glorifying the body and glorifying sexuality and um, glorifying seeking after pleasure and all kinds of things, right? But when you want only love, you will see that all of this is working together for our good. All of it. Because that which is unhealed is coming up to be healed. And that's the detox period. So it's it's like if you're weeding your garden, that's like a detox period. If you're getting in shape, in a sense it's like a detox period. It says here in, in uh, paragraph 6 of this section, I am the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And when you see me, it will be because you have invited him. For he will send you his witnesses if you will but look upon them. 
Remember always that you see what you seek. For what you seek, you will find. You see what you seek. For you seek. For what you seek, you will find. You see what you seek. So if you see things that are bad and wrong and despicable and tragic, you're seeing what you seek. You can change your point of view by saying to the Holy Spirit, let me see with your eyes. Let me see with God's eyes. Let me see with the eyes of love. And let me see the love in everything. Let me see the perfection and the beauty in everything. Right? So we've got paragraph 18 and lesson 135 that tells us everything is gently planned by one whose only purposes are good. We've got the trust, development of trust section in chapter 4 of the manual for teachers telling us it takes great learning. To understand that everything is truly helpful. So when we are willing to see with the eyes of love and to seek only love, then we will see it in everything. It says the ego finds what it seeks and only that. So if you're disturbed by what you see, you're looking with the ego's eyes. And you can change your mind in that moment. You can say, Holy Spirit, help me see with your eyes. I would like to see only love. I want only love. And I'm willing to see nothing else. The ego finds what it seeks and only that. It does not find love, for that is not what it's seeking. Yet seeking and finding are the same. And if you seek for two goals, you will find them, but you will recognize neither. If you've got two goals, right? Two goals, you want the peace of God, and you want to hold on to your ego identification, your judgments, your opinions, the blame, the shame, the regret, the resentment, the hurt, the doubt, the fear, the depression, all of that. If you'd like to hold on to your opinions and you'd like to have the peace of God, it's not possible. If you seek for two goals, you will find them, but you will recognize neither. You will think they are the same because you want both of them. You'll think that having it your way will make you happy. No, 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 no. Having it your way will only make you happy when your way is the way of love. When your way is God's way, you'll already be happy. (laughs) You'll already be harmonious and you will be a beneficial presence in this world. And that comes from practicing. It comes from weeding the garden. It comes from getting into spiritual shape. And when you get into spiritual shape, getting into physical shape is much easier. So this is the thing I've seen, like a lot of people like to quit smoking at the beginning of the year, and I quit smoking a few times before I finally was done. And when I was finally done with smoking, quitting was easy. It was just a decision of the mind. Oh, I'm not interested in polluting myself in that way anymore. I'm done. The decision was made. There was no you know, pain and suffering through withdrawal, like there was the first few times that I quit smoking. I was done. It was easy. Addiction is not of the body. It seems like it is, but it's of the mind. So, the mind always strives for integration. And if it is split and wants to keep the split, it will still believe it has one goal by making it seem to be one. I said before that what you project or extend is up to you. But you must do one or the other, for that is a law of the mind. And you must look in before you look out. As you look in, you choose the guide for seeing. And then you look out 
and behold its witnesses. This is why you find what you seek. What you want in yourself, you will make manifest, and you will accept it from the world, because you put it there by wanting it. So, this this is, again, Course in Miracles 101. It's the Law of Cause and Effect 101. What you project or extend is up to you. So we can either extend love or we can project our false beliefs, our opinions and judgments. That's it. Perception is projection. So when our perception is, this is bad, this is not good, this is wrong, this is disaster, we're projecting our beliefs by energizing them, thinking them, believing them, rather than extending love. So do you see how forgiveness is non-judgment, and forgiveness is how we literally wake up from the illusion of separation. That's how we take back our power. That's it, right there. The power of decision, this is paragraph 9 now, the power of decision is your one remaining freedom as a prisoner of this world. The power of decision is your one remaining freedom as a prisoner of this world. You can decide to see it right. What you made of it is not its reality, for its reality is only what you give it. Aha, you see? So you can decide to see the world rightly. When you want only love, you will see nothing else. The power of decision is your one remaining freedom as a prisoner of the world. So how do you stop feeling like a prisoner of your life and of the world? You take back your power by choosing to see only love. And it's just that willingness. Holy Spirit, you decide for me. I'm going to give up my meaning, my interpretation. The higher power, the Holy Spirit, is your higher self. Why would you manage and cope with unpleasant circumstances unless you thought you had to? You see, this is what my classes are all about. Helping you to stay awake in the higher choices. This is what practicing and living A Course of Miracles is all about. Because you are the determiner of your experience. Negativity, judging, opinions, it's a habit that literally can be replaced with love, gratitude, kindness, generosity, compassion. And this is the moment-by-moment practice that we do that releases all And I do mean all of our pain, suffering, and unworthiness. When you want only love, you will see nothing else. You cannot, this is again paragraph 9, you cannot really give anything but love to anyone or anything, nor can you really receive anything but love from them. Yes. (laughs) So, let's see. Right now, if you're interested in considering joining me in my year-long class, it starts in January. I think it's January 11th is our start date, though we do have a bonus class on January 1st. I always love to do a January 1st class. And you can register now for Masterful Living 2016, and you can just register for my free class about it this week. And you can actually bring your own questions and ask other students who have done this work in Masterful Living with me. It's a year-long course course where we practice the teachings of A Course in Miracles. We practice the love. And you can sign up for that free class. It's on the homepage at jenniferhadley.com. 2016, Your Path of Healing and Spiritual Expansion. It's free. So check it out. If it's right for you, you'll know it. You'll feel it. And right now I'm going to go to a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles where we're living the love, we're walking the talk on Unity Online Radio and I'll be right back. Do you ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? 
Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart-Centered Metaphysics speaks to truth-seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. Just like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Reverend Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. You may or may not know anything about me or my history, but um, I'm a minister and a science of mind practitioner. My training comes from the Agape community in the Ernest Holmes Institute. And I, way before I did any of that practitioner training or pre-practitioner training or ministerial training, my first experience with prayer taught me so much because I wasn't raised in any religion. Uh, My parents were not in any way religious and so I had no no spiritual training or religious training really. I often uh, will say if people ask me how did I learn about God, I learned it from the trees (laughs) and uh, walking in the forest as a child and talking with the trees. Even as a little girl when I was um, five years old, Walking to school, I used to walk by myself, believe it or not, at five years old to um, my first grade class, and um, it was about a half a mile, and I, I started talking with the trees. At least that's the earliest I remember talking with the trees and hearing the trees talk back. <laughs> and so that's what I remember is the trees teaching me about the unity of all life and understanding the power of patience and kindness and generosity but i lost track of a lot of that and would uh when i was a teenager go to the the woods when i felt lost and frightened and afraid and worried and things like that as i frequently did because i was very very judgmental very very angry a lot of the time of course anyone who is very judgmental has a tendency to be very angry and um and feel sad. I used to feel sad a lot. And for anyone who feels depression, let me just say that I know many people who have healed chronic depression. I think it's one of the great benefits of many people who have taken uh, my Masterful Living class with me is they practice these teachings that I'm telling you about here today in this Take Back Your Power uh, episode 
And the practice of that, that what exactly what we're talking about here, which is the true living of A Course in Miracles, it eliminates depression because as A Course in Miracles tells us that depression comes from believing that you're deprived of something that you want and that someone else can deprive you of it but that's not even possible so the whole experience of depression is all based on perception and projection as we were talking about in the last part so there was a point in my um back in the 90s when i uh felt i had a moment where i felt really really mind crushingly afraid desperately afraid and i didn't know what to do and i came into my mind as god would have it pray but i didn't know how to pray i didn't know how to pray but what i did was because i had seen this plaque on my grandparents uh, in the the guest bedroom where i would stay in my grandparents house it was actually my father's bedroom him and his brother shared it when they were kids growing up and then uh as grandchildren uh i would sleep in there and this this plaque on the wall that showed this little child kneeling at the foot of their bed and uh their hands in prayer and said now i lay me down to sleep I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to get down at the foot of my bed. And I I put my head on the bed. And I stretched my arms out over the bed. Because I was really signifying, I'm in total supplication here. I'm in surrender. I do not know. I'm in total fear. I do not know what to do. And what I said in my prayer was, help me now i don't know what to do but if i'm guided i will do whatever i'm guided to do but i will not live in fear i will not live in fear show me what to do i will do it but i will not live in fear now that was a life changer for me that was a game changer it was it was the beginning of something for me because what happened was an hour later i within an hour i got an insight of what to do and i started moving in action towards it i don't even remember what i was afraid about or what i did <laughs> i have no memory of that but what i do remember is the feeling of peace that came over me and the fear dissolved and i realized in that moment that to take back my power is to partner up to surrender what i think is true or what i think i know to surrender the perception and the judgment the power of decision is your one remaining freedom as a prisoner of this world you can decide to see it right what you made of it is not its reality so your judgments are not the reality for its reality is only what you give it you cannot really give anything but love to anyone or anything nor can you really receive anything but love from them why is this because everything else isn't real everything else is an illusion so only love is real so that's the only thing you can really give to anyone and that's the only thing you can receive receive from anyone so as we're coming into the holidays here this is what you can give to yourself this is what you can give to everyone in your life is love you know it's the end of my year long class masterful living and people are sharing the stories of their healing more than ever because after a year of deep practice they're recognizing oh my god I thought at the beginning of this year that I was helpless and hopeless and now I recognize wow I can do this. You know, this is why a course in miracles is so life-changing for people because when you put it into an active practice you discover that you don't have to suffer anymore that suffering is an option. It's not a given, it's an option no matter what is going on in your life. Only you choose your destiny. 
because only you choose what you think. So this is the moment to practice, moment by moment. And all the suffering, the pain, the unworthiness will fall away because it has no power. It only has the power that you give it by believing in it. And you know what? If you won't take dominion over your feelings, when you feel mildly irritated, when you feel frustrated, then you won't be able to be peaceful when the big challenges or seemingly big challenges happen. The truth is the way you do anything is the way you do everything. And the way you do anything is the way you live your life. So rather than despair about whether you can do it, decide to just practice it. Maximize every opportunity to practice love, gratitude, patience, kindness, generosity, compassion. Release the judgment. Replace it with kindness. You will get stronger. You will build that spiritual muscle. Encourage yourself. Praise yourself. Practice with friends and family. Call attention to their practice. Encourage them. Stop collecting information and deepen your moment-by-moment spiritual practice. Collecting spiritual information will not heal your mind. Ask your own higher Holy Spirit self, the Holy Spirit, to help you find the time, to find the willingness to discover the joy in practice. Yes. You know why spiritual students who study without applying feel bad? Because they know deep down they've been given so much teaching, more than ever before in human history, and still they don't apply it, and that's why they feel bad. Without the application, the teaching, which is the greatest treasure we can have, becomes clutter and confusion in the mind. And the energetic effect is often one of depression and despair and feeling lost and disheartened. The person often then begins to think there's something really desperately wrong with them and they feel ashamed. And shame is the most debilitating of all emotions. All shame is based in a false belief that can be so easily healed when the student is willing to practice and say to the Holy Spirit, you decide for me. When you want only love, you will see nothing else. Yes. Yes, so we can extend love instead of projecting judgment. This is our practice of forgiveness. I invite you to place your hand on your heart right now and join with me. We join with the Holy Spirit to know we have what it takes because we are one with the Holy Spirit. And we are grateful and thankful to practice this day. We practice love, patience, kindness, compassion, generosity, And we are grateful and thankful for every opportunity to practice, to change our mind, and to know the truth that sets us free. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with all because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. And if you enjoy this radio show, won't you please consider making a contribution to make it possible and support this show? You can make a tax-deductible contribution at jenniferhadley.com on the tithe page. God bless you. Have a great rest of your week.